0: Hello and welcome everybody to another edition of Brewers on Tap. This is episode number 52. I'm Lane Grindle, And it is a pleasure to have you with us from Miller Park for this week's edition of Brewers on Tap. As the Brewers and the Dodgers in the midst of a three-game series here at Miller Park. And then the Brewers will go out on the road again Thursday. And get ready for a Friday, Saturday, Sunday series with the St. Louis Cardinals in St. Louis. Before taking off for Washington. It will be in the nation's capital over the 4th of July for the last road trip of the first half of the season. The Brewers made a roster move this week, designating outfielder Alex Presley for assignment while purchasing the contract of infielder-slash-outfielder Jake Elmore from Colorado Springs. Elmore's ability to play both the infield and outfield, coupled with teammate Aaron Perez's ability to do the same, gives the Brewers some more flexibility to that four-player bench. Good week for the Brewers as we begin last Wednesday. Junior Guerra on the mound and Scooter Jeanette at the plate. Mengden deals. And a fly ball, lifted into left center, back on it, crisp, still back at the warning track, it's gone! Scooter Jeanette rides the jet stream out of the ballpark in left center, and the Brewers have a 3-1 lead. 4-2 Brewers win over the A's to wrap up that long road trip. And after an off day on Thursday, the Brewers took down the Nationals and Max Scherzer on Friday night, and Keon Broxton with his first career home run.
2: Swinging a fly ball to left center and deep. Way back. Get up. Get up. Get out of here and gone. Keegan Broxton as a pinch batter has hit his first home run. And it got out of here to the Brewers bullpen and left center. How about that? Broxton came on as a pinch batter. It's his first in the major leagues. He got it all and has tied the game on a pinch-hit home run for Keon Broxton off of Max Scherzer.
0: Five to three good guys in that one. Then on Saturday, a chance to take a series from the NL East leading Nats after rushing out to an early lead, including this blast from Chris Carter.
2: Gonzalez for Chris Carter. Here it is. Swing and a drive to left, deep, get up, get out of here, gone for Chris Carter. And the Brewers have the lead. Whoa, oh, what a shot by Carter on that one. Nobody made a move except to turn and watch it go out of here.
0: It was a 6-5 to five final. Matt Garza grabbed the win for the crew. On Sunday, the Nats bounced back for a 3-2 win. And after a Monday off day, Tuesday the Dodgers came to town, and after falling behind 6 to 2 early, the Brewers raced back with a three-run eighth inning but came up just short 6 to 5. The crew is now 34 and 42 on the year.
3: Let's catch up with the
0: crew. As we catch up with the crew, Jeremy Jeffress is our guest this week. I had a chance to catch up with him in Los Angeles last week and asked him about the growing up you do as a closer going through this process the first time.
3: Oh, man, they have been some learning experiences for sure. and, uh, and you know some some tough ones, and, and they're not all going to be easy. But you know, if you just keep staying in it and keep fighting, and you know, just keep battling, you'll you know you'll see your way through it. How do you try to bottle your emotions uh, as a closer
0: versus when you were in other roles previously?
3: Well, just making sure I'm prepared, making sure that you know that I I go out there with the tools that I have, and, and knowing that they're are They're ready to attack hitters and and not not give in to neither one of them, you know. And then if something happens, just know that there's another guy coming up that you can battle back and, and, and make it right. You still have great velocity with that fastball, but that breaking ball to end the game last night was was
0: special. Obviously, uh, how much confidence do you have in all your pitches right now?
3: Uh, a lot, a lot. Um, working with the split finger and you know, it's coming along. I threw that was the second pitch I threw to the guy, and uh, but uh, the rest of my pitches, man, they're they're my bread and butters. You know, they're they're almost all of them are out pitches. You know, so if I get ahead of guy and just just stay focused and you know stay through the plate and they'll 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 be good. You mentioned the split finger, and that is new.
0: But you, I think you've worked on it for a while. Now you're starting to bring it onto the mound. Uh, how does how does that come about? You know, what inspires you to 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 add another
3: pitch, and 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 when do you start to feel comfortable enough to start throwing it in again? Uh, yeah, I mean, you play around and win it in than spring training. You know, you got a lot of time to work on stuff in spring. And uh, I've been I've been wanting a up because I don't I've, I've stopped throwing my circle change up. So I've been wanting to. Uh, another out pitch for lefties, specifically for lefties. So, you know, and and more, more and more I throw it, and more and more I get confident in it, and then, you know, and just see how it works. You know, like I said, I haven't been throwing it much, but, you know, just keep working on it, throwing program, and, you know, and seeing hitters react to it, you know, it, it makes you more confident in it. When you're getting prepared to come into the game
0: in the ninth, I think a lot of people think guys up in the bullpen. He's getting he's getting hot, mm-hmm. and and that's obviously on the surface what's going on. But how much of it is preparation as well in terms of, all right, this pitch is doing this. This is th- I'm having success with this. I got a lot of confidence here.
3: Well, it's it's mostly just watching the whole game. Yeah. You know, uh, I sit there and watch hitters from each at bat. You know, seeing how starters throw at them, seeing how uh, seeing how some of the relievers come in and, and throw into some of those guys, and just making sure that I have tools to go out there and, and be confident in what I'm doing, you know, not getting off of what I'm brought up here to do, but just making sure that I have the tools and the preparation to, you know, to do my job. How nice has it been for you to have Will
0: Smith back in the fold? Obviously he's your, he's your partner out there. You guys are, you guys are really close friends.
3: And now that he's back, I mean, does it feel like the bullpen's kind of complete now? Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, he's, he's come back and he's doing well with this coming back off of this injury and uh, you know he, he gives everybody a lot of confidence he's you know there's another big leader down there and just making sure that you know i mean he makes it fun for us for sure <laughs> you know it's a big big jokester. we 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 clown uh until it's our time to stretch and get ready to go but uh we keep it loose down there and, and he's he's a very big part of our bullpen what have you learned about yourself in this role this year uh that I, i'm just a fighter man I, th- I think that i i don't give in to nobody you know and the being being the closer and, and being in that role you got to fight you know cuz you never know what happens you never know how many blue pits they'll get CNI singles that they'll get but knowing that you know that you are the best guy out there right now you know to end this game you know that it builds a lot of confidence in yourself for sure you've been perfect on the road no runs you haven't walked anybody on the road
0: and yet you you really been pretty much perfect throughout the year you haven't had um, but just one save opportunity that you weren't able to finish mm-hmm. off but do you think there's something to
3: how much success you've had on the road, or is it just kind of worked out that way? It just worked out that way, man. I mean, we we are a great team, man. We, uh, this this whole rebuilding thing is just a just an opinion from for people, man. But we are a great team, and we fight every single day. We have great great commodity in the clubhouse, man. I mean, everybody's coming to the park ready to play, and we know we can win, man. We can play with the best of them. I don't care who it is, you know, we can play with the best of them. JJ, we appreciate it. I appreciate you, man.
0: Our thanks to Jeremy Jeffress for giving us some time here on the podcast. Well, it's time to take a look at what's on tap. Here's what's on tap with the Brewers. What's on tap is this pretty special weekend series coming up, the final weekend before the first half completes, and it's Friday, July 7th through Sunday, July 10th. It's a 7-10 start, one ten start, and then another one ten start. Friday's a free shirt Friday courtesy of 94.5 KTI Country. Saturday is Ghostbusters Day and Sunday is Bob Euchre talking alarm clock giveaway. Plus, every Sunday, as you know, is Kids Eat Free Sunday. Here is what is going to be a part of these three days. On the 8th, the free shirt Friday. That's a Hank Aaron Player tee. Going to be given to all fans in attendance. It replicates the Brewers' powder blue 1970s unis. Features Hammer and Hanks, 44 on the back. What could be better? Well... Saturday, July 9th, it's Ghostbusters Day. How about that? Ghostbusters Day. All sorts of special stuff going on that day. There's a special Ghostbusters Day ticket package. It includes a limited edition Brewers Ghostbusters Quad Bobblehead. You might want that. I, in fact, I know you want that. So you should go check out that special ticket package at brewers.com slash theme nights. And then Sunday, everybody's talking about this giveaway. Bob Euchre talking alarm clock. I have seen this. It's unbelievable. It's really cool. Why wouldn't you want Mr. Baseball to wake you up every morning and get you ready for work? Wouldn't that get you started off right? I think everybody here would love that. It's given to all fans in attendance. It features his take on the famous Bob Euchre home run call, and he's tweaked it just a little bit to get you out of bed. Get up, get up, get out of bed, go. Uh, And then, of course, it's also a kids eat free Sunday. All kids 14 and under get a free lunch featuring a hot dog bottled water Apple slices and the ice cream treat. For tickets, call 414 902 4000 or visit brewers.com. Checking in on the farm. Bah. All right, as we check in on the farm, we run through the Brewers minor league system. Triple A Colorado Springs is. 37-38-1 and one through Monday night's game. That's uh, four games back of the Pacific Coast League's American Northern Division. Kyle Wren's been swinging it very well since being called up from double A. He's hitting over 390 at 393. He's been impressive. Nate Orff's done a nice job as well since he's been called back up from double A Biloxi. A lot of the story though surrounds left-handed pitcher Josh Hader. He Went Monday night, five innings of scoreless baseball. He's had one tough start since getting moved up from Double-A Biloxi, but other than that, he's been impressive in doing some good things, and uh, turning some heads certainly is Josh Hader. Double-A Biloxi, uh, first half, 39 and 30. Second half hasn't gotten off to such a great start. They are 1-4 and, and two games back in the south division of the southern league brandon woodruff had a tough start on monday he has been you know up and down since getting moved up from class a advanced brevard county but uh, the shuckers still certainly a, a very very strong strong uh double a squad brett phillips a home run on monday night that was his 11th of the season he has 41 driven in now uh, hitting 254, like to see that average come up a little bit. Probably like to see the strikeouts come down a little bit. But overall, Brett Phillips, I think, has had a, a very nice season in AA Biloxi. Garrett Cooper continues to swing it well. He's hitting 321 through Monday's games as well. And then Class A advanced Brevard County uh, off to an 0-5 start in their second half. They were 23-45 and in the first half. They've had their struggles this year. Uh, some injuries, obviously, Cody Maderos and Cody Ponce, the two Codys, A lot of expectations from those two guys and they've dealt with their injuries so far this year but they are going to be getting first round draft pick Corey Ray very soon he's going to be with the club this weekend probably be in the lineup by sometime next week and I had a chance to catch up with Corey Ray when he was at Miller Park earlier this week and we sat down and talked about of all things his relationship with Curtis Granderson
4: he's been there you know everything that I've done and that I hope to do he's done and he's currently doing and um, just to have somebody like that to bounce questions off of, to uh, to get pointers from is was definitely helpful.
1: The Louisville program that you come from is one of the top college baseball programs in the country, and Coach McDonald's obviously really, really respected. You know, what what did your three years there do for you in terms of advancing you as a player?
4: It made me a baseball player. Um, I come in there and I'm raw, and I think you have to hit every ball out of the park and. You have to turn and burn. That was the type of player that I was, but um, it taught me, you know, what where to hit the ball, how to hit the ball, how to hit the fastball. It taught me an approach at the plate. Um, it taught me to just bring it every day. Um, and it made me, I think, a baseball player.
1: You were going to begin your career, in Class A Advanced, in, in the Florida State League with Brevard County. Are you excited to get an assignment like that one? Because and not every guy gets to go to, to high A right out of the gate, but you're a pretty polished player and you're a mature guy, so I'm sure you're ready for it.
4: Yeah, I'm definitely ready for it. Uh, there's going to be some struggle. Um, that's ev- that's inevitable. But um, I'm excited to go and to play against the talent that that league has and to learn from the game, from the professional game. It'll be my first, my first taste of professional baseball and the speed of the game, so I'm excited to get acclimated to the speed of the game and to um, – to play.
1: You got your day at Miller Park, you got a chance to be around the big league club, take batting practice, all that great stuff. Uh, What stood out to you about that experience?
4: The way that the guys welcomed me. You're in a big league clubhouse and you're just from college and you don't think that the guys, everyone walked up to me and congratulated me and they knew me by name and um, they introduced themselves and you know that made me feel at home, Um, it, it, it definitely made this day easier because there's a lot of nervous and um anxiety that comes with this with this day but um going in there and being accepted by them definitely brought it down a little bit and um it calmed me down
1: yeah you said there's some nerves that run through you when you're in an experience like this so when you got into the cage though it didn't seem like that carried over was it just baseball once you got back into the cage
4: my first couple rounds i was nervous (laughs) I'm, I'm i'm not i'm not gonna lie but um I think that after you get used to it and you do get those swings out of, out of your system, that it is just baseball. And um, there's, there's a lot that comes with it, but it's fun, and it's what you've been doing your whole life. So you just go out there and you hit the baseball.
1: You had a chance to work with Donnell Coles a little bit too in the batting cage. Mm-hmm. What, you know, what were some of the, the quick pointers he gave you, and, and are you excited to hopefully someday get a chance to work with him on a, on a bigger level?
4: Um, he just told me to enjoy it. Um, I've worked hard to get here, but I think the thing that he stressed most to me is that you can't be complacent and, you know, you're not done yet. There's a lot to do. There's still a lot to do in this game, and you got to work even harder now to get there, and um, I'm very excited to uh, to work with him one day.
1: Do you have much familiarity with guys that are already in the organization from a player standpoint that are – you know, at different levels right now within the Brewers' order?
4: Yeah, I play with uh, Devin Williams. Um, he's in low way, I think. And um, in the high A team, I play with uh, Jose Quaz, the third baseman. Um, and I think that's pretty much it.
0: Thanks to Corey Ray for joining us here on the podcast. Class A Wisconsin, uh, first half of 34 and 36. They're 3-2 and two in the second half so far. They have some injury issues. Trent Clark is placed on the Wisconsin DL, retroactive to June 26th. Outfielder Brandon Diaz has been transferred to Wisconsin as a result of that. And uh, also Monte Harrison, who's been on the DL. Uh, looks like he's going to be out for maybe four to six weeks as well. So uh, that's a tough one for Monte Harrison. He just recently had surgery. So there's been some injuries for the Timber Rattlers, but they're plowing through it uh, regardless. And uh, they have a talented team. I think that team's going to have a very good second half. And then the Helena Brewers in the Pioneer League in the Northern Division off to a 7-4 and four start. Lucas Ersig has been turning a lot of it. Heads there. He's, of course, the second-round pick of the Brewers. Three more hits on Monday night. He has reached base safely in all eight games this season. He is hitting 400 with four extra base hits very early on in his professional career, but it's a very good start for him nonetheless. Also announced today, left-handed pitcher Josh Hader, who split his time between AA Biloxi and AAA Colorado Springs this year, has been named to the MLB Futures game in San Diego as a part of the All-Star festivities. Hader is considered one of the top young left-handed pitchers in minor league ball and that is going to do it for episode number 52 of brewers on tap we thank you for listening always fun to catch up with you each and every week right here on the podcast please join us again next week we will be joined by farm director tom flanagan among other guests with us right here on brewers on tap have a good week everyone